0: Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of small vessel vasculitides with immune complexes from the cardiovascular section on medbullets.com. Let's start this topic with a clinical snapshot. A five-year-old boy presents to the emergency room for abdominal pain and rash on his legs. He also reports having intermittent joint pains. A few weeks ago, he had an upper respiratory infection. On physical exam, he has non-tender palpable purpura on his buttocks and lower extremities. His abdomen is mildly tender. Urine studies show proteinuria and hematuria. This is a case of Henoch-Schönlein purpura or IgA vasculitis. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. In terms of a clinical definition, small vessel vasculitides with immune complexes is vasculitis caused by immune complex deposition. In terms of the pathogenesis, circulating antigens induce antibody formation and the antibodies then bind to antigens, creating immune complexes. The immune complexes then deposit in small vessels, activating complement and causing a vasculitis. The general clinical features include palpable dark red or purple purpura, it may itch, burn, or be non-tender, and it may ulcerate. In terms of diagnostic studies, most cases are diagnosed clinically, but a biopsy may be needed. Direct immunofluorescence would show deposition of C3, IgM, IgA, and or IgG. Let's now discuss cryoglobulinemic vasculitis in more detail. In terms of a clinical definition, this is a small vessel vasculitis caused by mixed cryoglobulins affecting the skin, peripheral nervous system, and kidneys. It is associated with hepatitis C virus infection and occurs in adults. In terms of clinical presentation, it would present with peripheral neuropathy, skin involvement, joint pain, renal involvement, and no gastrointestinal symptoms in contrast to Henox shanline purpura. The skin involvement would include palpable purpura, ulcerations, and levito reticularis. And the renal involvement would be membranoproliferative glomerulonephritis. In terms of diagnostic studies, this condition would be diagnosed with cryoglobulins isolated from the serum. And urine studies would show proteinuria and hematuria. And in terms of treatment, you would treat the underlying hepatitis C virus infection and use corticosteroids as well. Let's now discuss Henoch-Schonlein purpura or IgA vasculitis in more detail. In terms of a clinical definition, this is an IgA-mediated small vessel vasculitis that often follows an upper respiratory infection. This occurs especially with group A streptococcus or parvovirus B19 infection. It occurs mainly in children. In terms of the clinical presentation, You would notice a triad of non-tender palpable purpura on the buttocks and lower extremities that may ulcerate, arthralgias, and colicky abdominal pain. You would also notice constitutional symptoms and hematuria. In terms of diagnostic studies, you would use urine studies, direct immunofluorescence, and histology. Urine studies would show proteinuria and hematuria Direct immunofluorescence would show IgA deposition in the small vessels on direct immunofluorescence, and histology would show IgA deposition in the small vessels on staining. Note that histology would also show leukocytoclasis. In terms of treatment, this typically resolves spontaneously over time. You could also use angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors or ACE inhibitors, and these are indicated for persistent proteinuria, which may result in end-stage renal disease or glomerulonephritis. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. An 8-year-old girl is brought to the physician by her parents due to a new rash on her feet and legs. Her parents noticed the rash one day ago, and the child has also been complaining of joint pain and abdominal pain. She has no chronic medical conditions and has not been traveling or spending time outdoors recently. She had an upper respiratory infection seven days ago, which resolved on its own. On exam, her vital signs are normal and she is generally well-appearing. Her joints have full range of motion with no evidence of trauma. Her abdomen is soft and non-distended and is mildly tender to deep palpation diffusely. The patient has purpura, which are non-blanchable. The results of a complete blood count are within normal limits. Her urinalysis shows greater than 20 RBCs. What is most likely responsible for this patient's dermatologic findings? 1. Thrombocytopenia, 2. Mast cell degranulation, 3. Bacterial infection, 4. IgA immune complex deposition, or 5. Venous stasis. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 4, IgA immune complex deposition. This patient is presenting with signs and symptoms of henoch schonlein purpura, or HSP, a small vessel vasculitis that classically occurs in children one week after a viral respiratory illness. HSP is caused by the deposition of circulating IgA immune complexes in small vessels. In this vignette, the patient's history of a recent upper respiratory illness and her presenting symptoms are important clues to identify HSP. Purpura are purple-colored spots on the skin that are caused by microvascular bleeding. They can be caused by a wide range of illnesses, including immune thrombocytopenic purpura, bacterial illnesses such as Neisseria meningitis, vessel fragility in the elderly, or venous stasis. The features of this patient's presentation that are critical to the diagnosis include her abdominal pain, arthralgia, and hematuria. In HSP, circulating IgA immune complexes, secondary to resolving respiratory infection, deposit in small vessels of the skin, GI tract, kidney, joints, and sometimes lungs. Therefore, patients may present with multiple complaints across these organ systems. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, thrombocytopenia can be a cause of purpura. Platelets are important in the clotting process so deficiency of platelets can lead to bleeding of small vessels resulting in purpura. The normal complete blood count in the patient rules out this option. Answer choice 2, mast cell degranulation is incorrect because urticaria or hives are caused by mast cell degranulation. Unlike the rash described in this patient, hives are red, raised, and blanch with palpation. Answer choice 3, bacterial infection, is incorrect. Blue or black purpura can be observed in N. and streptococcus pneumoniae, but these patients typically are toxic-appearing with high fevers, hypotension, and may progress to disseminated intravascular coagulation. And finally, answer choice 5, venous stasis can result in purpura. This is typically observed in elderly patients and is associated with obesity and a sedentary lifestyle. In summary, Henoch-Shanline purpura occurs in children approximately one week after a viral respiratory illness. It presents with purpuric rash of the lower extremities and buttocks, abdominal pain, arthralgia, and hematuria. Next question. A three-year-old male complains of abdominal pain following an upper respiratory infection. On physical examination, you notice a palpable purpuric rash seen on the lower extremities. Which of the following is most likely involved in the pathogenesis of this patient's disease? 1. IgA, 2. IgE, 3. IgG, 4. C5A, or 5. C3B. And the correct answer choice is answer choice one, IgA. This patient is suffering from Henoch-Shanline purpura or HSP, the most common childhood form of systemic vasculitis. In Henoch-Shanline purpura, IgA immune complexes are deposited in small vessels resulting in palpable purpura. Patients with HSP classically present with joint pain, a skin rash on the buttocks and legs, and GI symptoms including intestinal hemorrhage, abdominal pain, and melina. Additionally, HSP is associated with IgA nephropathy, or Berger's disease, which presents as a nephritic syndrome and is characterized by mesangial IgA deposits. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, as reviewed by riemi et al., HSP is a, quote, acute systemic immune complex mediated leukocytoclastic vasculitis. Classically, HSP is defined by a triad of palpable purpura without measurable thrombocytopenia, abdominal pain, and arthritis. The presentation of HSP is often preceded by an upper respiratory illness. In the second citation, Watson et al. performed an epidemiological cohort study of HSP and found an incidence of 6.21 cases per 100,000 children per year older patient age with a mean of 12 years of age at presentation correlated with a higher risk of acquiring renal complications compared to younger patients with a mean of 6 years of age. As a screening tool for renal complications, a normal urinalysis on day 7 had a 97% negative predictive value that a particular patient would not develop renal complications. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2, IgE, mediates anaphylactic or type 1 hypersensitivity reactions. Answer choice 3, IgG, is the main antibody in type 2 hypersensitivity reactions, and note that IgG crosses the placenta and provides infants with passive immunity. Answer choice 4, C5A, is a component of the complement system that is chemotactic to neutrophils. And finally, answer choice 5, C3B, is a component of the complement system that mediates opsonization. And that's all for this review about small vessel vasculitides with immune complexes. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.